It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, everyone. Louis Mendez from Charlton Live here. Just to let you know that, unfortunately, we had some computer errors towards the end of the show, which meant that the very end of this evening's quiz was cut off. So you can't hear the end of it. I'll give the winner away now. Amy and Nathan won. They beat Terry and Sue. So really sorry that we couldn't give you the end of the quiz. When you get to the end of the show, uh, you'll realise that. But I hope you enjoy the rest of this evening's podcast. And at the end of the show, you'll hear uh, our montage of our favourite moments uh, so far this season. Thanks for listening to Charlton Life throughout the year. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you in 2019. that Gillingham is not a derby game we actually won welcome to Charlton Live and it's a Christmas special so a very good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live as I said it is the Christmas special my name is Louis Mendes and we've got a packed studio here at the Valley as we get ready to look back at yesterday's 2-0 win over Gillingham and of course celebrate the fact that Christmas is finally here. First of all, on my left, we've got Nathan Muller. Nathan, how you doing? Living the dream. Yeah, having a, having a looking forward to Christmas? Mm, yeah. Not when them ghosts come calling you. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really thrilled. Borrow my t-shirt. Delighted to see the Scrooges in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan. Also joining us on, uh, on the other side of the table, 
granddad again, Terry Smith. Congratulations, hey. Terry. Thank you very much. Well done to Vicky as well. And I'm living Nathan's dream because he, he's too miserable. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, how how are you? you must be everybody's yeah, tired, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sounding like I did all the work. Yeah, so um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to harbour that Vicky probably did more of it than you. Uh, did, a fair but, bit, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well done to Thank you, you and your family. Very pleased, and also. First time we've had her this season, the first lady of Charlton Live, Sue Gallup. It's great to see you again. How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm really yeah. excited as well. Yeah. It's really nice to be here. Yeah. And uh, you came to the game, your second game of the season yesterday, and you saw, yeah. saw, saw three. That's going to set you up well for the quiz, isn't yeah. it? Oh, you know what? I was thinking, like, because we've been doing so well lately, and I haven't been, I thought I'd be my luck, I'll turn up, and we'll probably get battered, like, 5 0 or something. Yeah, what happened? We lost. Did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Dodgy penalty. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. oh, dodgy pen, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, that was a one-off because Charlton aren't losing many games uh, this season, thankfully. And also, actually, joining us only, only for the quiz, but my, my other half, Amy, is here. Amy, good to see you. You all right? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Obviously, I've, I've seen you quite a lot actually today. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming in. Amy's going to be here uh, for the quiz later on. So on tonight's show, we are going to look back at yesterday's two 0 win over Gillingham. We're going to hear the excellent Valley Pass highlights. We're also going to hear Terry's exclusive interview with Lee Bowyer, of course, because it's Christmas. The club have allowed us to use the player interview slightly early, so we're going to hear a little bit from Ben Reeves, and then the fun's going to start as well. We're going to have our quiz uh, later on in the in the show. It's fun fun for me really because. I've yeah, define fun, will you? Yeah, I'll get to embarrass everyone else in the studio with my excellent knowledge of the club. And then we've got our uh, our Christmas uh, our Christmas montage of our favourite parts of the season so far that we're going to end the show with. Uh, don't forget, we also want to hear what you guys thought of yesterday's game or of the season so far. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can head over to the Charlton Live forum. Have your say about yesterday's game or anything you want to say. Obviously, uh, you know, with the, with the Christmas period coming up, it's a busy one, an important one for the club. If you any players you'd like to see come back into the team, anything you want to see change, anything like that, let us know. Uh, email studio at charltonlive.co.uk or tweet us at Charlton Live. Right, uh, just before we hear the highlights, uh, Nate, I shall start with yeah. you. Uh, I mean, that was pretty easy again, isn't it? We're making a habit of just winning games quite easily at the moment. Yeah, I think it wasn't, um, it wasn't as easy as Wimbledon. <clears throat> I think they gave it a sort of first uh, five, ten minutes of both halves. They put a, put a bit of pressure under in terms of pressing, but... Yeah, um, we was we well the early goal obviously helped, but yeah, it was um, it was we weren't I don't think we were at our best. I don't think we were as fluid as we usually are, but at the moment we're um, doing well, so we just got to keep riding the crest of the wave, haven't we? Hmm. I mean, Terry, in, in terms of uh, performance, like I say, it was slightly more difficult than uh, than the game the uh, against Wimbledon, but once we was two 0 up, I just thought, well, that's that's it, nothing's going to happen now, and that's yeah. what it seemed like. They put us under more pressure uh, on on the ball. They 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 closed us down quicker. Well, Wimbledon didn't do it at all, <laughs> but uh, so they, they you know they pressed us as high as they could, and I think they uh, they probably had to do that without their you know their talismanic striker. They're not a one man team, but they didn't score without him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think um, I, I agree with Nathan. I don't think I ever felt uh, worried about that they were going to beat us necessarily. It was always going to be uh, whether we could break them down and that. Again, I agree with Nate. That early goal set the tone. And, mm. uh, I think, um, probably, strangely, I think we took the foot off the gas a little bit. I think because um, after we scored that first one, we, we clearly we could open them up if we played football. Uh, we didn't do it that often, strangely. Mm, yeah, but um, Sue, your overall views then? So, like, say so only a second. I mean, you've seen the results have been rolling in over the last few weeks, so you mm-hmm. must have you must have come to the valley with perhaps a level of expectation. And uh, were you pleased with what you saw? Yeah, I mean, like we were saying off air before we started, like, I obviously i have only seen the two, well, went to Sunderland away and then one home game um, prior to 
to yesterday and sort of always look out for the scores and watch the highlights, but you don't tend to really get too much on the, the Quest programme. But I, I had a good feeling about it. I thought, I know how Jacko and Bowie are as people and I knew that they'd be um, like creating some positivity around the play and, and all of that. And I, I, I just think we just looked completely comfortable the whole game and I know it's different different like getting your reflections on it because obviously you've been watching week in and week out and you're saying like it wasn't as good as we have been lately but I was really impressed mm. I'll, I'll be honest I mean I came into the it was, it was a rare one where Bowie's got to go to the press conference before I managed to get down to do one of you Swift he, I actually, yeah I, I actually watched him do the press conference first and I was taken aback by how disappointed he was with the performance because I came out of that. Like I say, I'd had my feet up for most of the second half, just relaxing. If I was allowed to smoke a cigar there, I would be doing it, <laughs> just relaxing, enjoying, enjoying the performance because I thought, I thought we were so comfortable with both. Weren't too happy, but, you know, the three points is the thing that counts. I think one of the reasons for that is because um, we quite, as I said earlier, we, we could open up. We clearly showed we can open up and uh, score in the first five minutes. I think he was hoping for a few more goals because if you look at the table, you know we're, we're level on points with Sunderland, but the goal difference is quite big. Mm. If we could have uh, scored another three or four, it would have really closed that gap, and maybe that's the reason he wasn't quite so. But they've still got two games in hand as well, as well. of course. But it's, it's nice to, to to be risen up to the fourth place in League One. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights of yesterday's game. Your commentators were Terry Smith and Greg Stubley. We swung in from that far side, and in it comes. Steer comes out, and he uh, misses it, forced to the ground, and it's poked in and off the post. How can that not have been a foul on the keeper in the first place, by the way? It was a hit the post in the end. Looked like it still had two hands on it and got impeded. On the Charlton right-hand side, swung in, and it should be Hove's uh, comfortable oh, catch. Needs to too be close to him, and he's uh, quickly rolled it out, and Dick Steele could benefit and does. Picks it off and finds Reeves out to the right-hand side, approaching the corner of the penalty area. On his left, gets the ball across to Fosso on the opposite side. Fosso takes on his man, gets past him as well. Ball into Reeves, into the six-yard box! Yes! There it is! What a lovely ball from Tariq Fosso! To pick out Reeves, who kept his run going, and he slots it past Holy for the opening goal. Well, Gillingham are protesting that he's offside. He wasn't at all. Gillingham is just sloppy defending. First of all, the goalkeeper catches the ball from the corner, and the throw-out is poor. Credit to Dickstill, who read it, got the ball back to Reeves. Reeves finds Fosu. Fosu is a lovely disguised ball to Ben Reeves, who makes a superb run. It's a good touch, and he just gets the ball past the goalkeeper. He couldn't keep it out. And Ben Reese gets his first goal of the season. Charlton 1-0 up after five Instead, minutes. No, it goes uh, short to Parrott. Parrott goes uh, for the shot and it's a uh, deflection in the uh, Charlton penalty area. He must have been offside. There was two blue shirts there. Not a red shirt in sight. Not sure whether the assistant would have flagged had that uh, been heading towards goal. The right is a Jose if Dick Steele wants to use him. He's cutting inside, looks for the ball inside to Rebo. Rebo picks it up and then finds Fossil on the left-hand edge of the penalty area. Fossil with solid... In support, takes a shot oh. off the crossbar. And Jose's there on the rebound, but he can't force it home, and it's cleared away by Ogilvy for a Charlton throw. It's an inch away from going oh. in, that tell. I wonder if Holy got a little touch on it. And Fosu, it's a deflection off the defender, actually. It's, it's fuller. It, it takes it past Holy off the bar and off the. just past the post. Oh, no, linesman. Oh, no, linesman. Steer, kick forward towards Taylor. Taylor trying to get under control. Does well. He's done well. Just to outmuscle Lacey. It's a lovely turn. Forward to Fosu. Fosu, step over. He's got Reese in the middle. Reese again. Oh, it's a save oh, from Holy. It's oh. just the ball was slightly behind Ben Reese. He had to readjust. And his shot was straight out Holy in the end. He saves of his feet. 
What a chance for Charlton as Gillingham try and break on the left-hand side. It comes off Billick and glorious over the throw. Absolutely glorious football from Charlton, starting by Taylor. Taylor into Fossu. Fossu goes past his man, leaves him for dead, and then uh, Reeves on the overlap. And just uh, you, knew, you knew he wanted it on his left foot, so I think Fossu was trying to steer it to that left foot and just undercooked it. And then the shot saved by the feet of uh, Holy. Solly now advancing forward. <coughs> and there's some support, Solly. Inside to Fossu again. Fossu exchanges passes, Aribo. Fossu picks it up, touch to Aribo. Fossu again, thinks about a shot, goes for it! Oh! oh! What, what a goal! By Tariq Fossu, who cuts inside onto his right foot and unleashes a ripper past Thomas Holy, dive to his left, couldn't do anything about it, and Charlton have their second in some style from Tariq Fossu. That is absolutely exceptional. The ball on the Charlton left-hand side, we had nobody on the right, and it seemed that uh, the ideas had gone, because Charlton sort of struggled to, to create space. Fossu had it, tried to go past the first one, who shifted him left a little bit. He went back out to his right foot, he had no other option other than to strike it. And my word, what a strike it was. There is the half-time whistle, as Charlton going to the break with a two-goal cushion. The six-yard box is a header from Zekawani, that's wide. I think it actually might have been Handlin. It's Handlin, I do a biggest part of it. Is Handlin. They were all, all right. up there, but uh, I think Handlin again went for the glance again. <laughs> Just let <laughs> make connection. It's wide in the end, but Gillingham again just not letting Charles settle into this side to Fossu. He's got burn all over him. The ball just ricochets down to Aribo. Little touch comes to Fossu. Fossu shooting opportunity goes right to Aribo. Edge of the box. Aribo's his oh, left. Deflection, deflection out for the corner. As Reeves prepares to take the corner. Jose goes inside the box. Reeves drills it in. It's a decent looking ball. Bauer heads Ooh. it down and it's headed away. It looked comfortable for Holy yeah, if Holy's. he wanted it, but it's headed away by O'Neill. Wasn't to know. Cuts inside. Got Reeves on the overlap. Uses him. Reeves onside. Crossing chance. Reeves oh. chips it in. It's oh, an awful one. Oh, oh, off, off the, the bar. Bauer heads it back in and it'll be easy for Holy. Thomas Holy. And that is the final action of the game here at the Valley. And Charlton. Very similar to the Wimbledon game, not as comfortable, but still a 2-0 victory, which uh, in the end was achieved without too much threat on the Attic's goal mouth. So there we go, the highlights of yesterday's 2-0 win over Gillingham on Valley Pass, and uh, yeah, it felt comfortable. I don't think we've really given quite the respect we, we should do to Tariq Fossu's goal yet, Naif. I mean, mm. what a worldy that was. And from a, from a player who's struggled for former <coughs> times this, this season, perhaps is just starting to show signs of a recovery over the last couple of weeks and well if you're going to try and prove that you're back to, to top form there's no better way than to ping one into the top corner from 25 yards no yeah I think um, it's, it's been a frustrating year for him I think because he obviously got injured early on and he's not really had a consistent run in the side up until late so and it's difficult because the only way you're going to get match fit is by playing matches it's like you could be you might not be injured but you still got to play the games to be, to be fresh and sharp and um, Wimbledon he was good but I think him as well as um, Lyle and Nicky uh, and Reeves to an extent, I think that f them front three were um, unplayable in the first half. They couldn't, and obviously Reeves missed another uh, uh, another one on one. But yeah, I mean it was a nice little nice little finishing from the, in the top bins. I mean I think he got a bit fortunate with the with the ricochet off the legs or whatever. But you can't yeah, take that. I see you doing that. No, but you yeah. can't, oh, no, you did let me finish. <laughs> but you can't really take it away from him to go in the top bins. And yeah, because I was right behind it as well. And it was just yeah. like unbelievable strike. As soon as that second one goes in, you feel so much more comfortable. It's, it's easy to forget, as we heard on the highlights there. It could, it could have been a very different story had that one that... <laughs> 
that the Jed Steer sort of dropped in the in, in the first couple of minutes and then the, the, the guy poked against the post. If that goes the other side of the post and all of a sudden it could have been a very different very different start to the game for Yeah, us. true enough. I mean, uh, you, you forget that after uh, after pr- pretty much dominating the game afterwards. But yeah, uh, well, even in the beginning of the second half, they had, uh, Zachary had a... Fred Hanlon had two headers, which uh, he tried to do too much with. If it had just connected instead of trying to glance mm-hmm. it, uh, who knows what could have happened yet. But, you know... Um, you, you can you can only do what uh, what you can do against the opposition. You, you know, uh, if they had a squeeze one in, would we have still won? I'm staying like Bowyer again, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but because I think we'd have. Uh, I think probably would have stepped up a gear. And yeah. I actually think when they did it, the post, we did step up a gear. I think up to that point we looked a little bit lethargic, and even even the beginning of the second half, we stepped it up after they. Uh, not, I wouldn't say dominate, but after they came at us in the first five or ten minutes. Yeah, and obviously getting that that opening goal is always so so crucial, sir. And the the ball through from Fosu as well. I mean, Reeves still had a fair bit to do to get it beyond him. It's just that fish. I mean, I know Jill sort of left him all alone. They were uh, incorrectly appealing for offside as well, but it was a, a great ball through from Fosu. Yeah, I think I like from what Nafe's saying. Like I kind of remember him performing really well for the games that I saw last season, and I think when a player has been out for a while injured, it is always that little bit harder when they come back in because I think there's an edge, of, there's a sort of an aspect of nervousness about getting hurt again, and maybe it is just that confidence in like I'm alright, I can play, I can do it, and. I mean, I th- I've always rated him and I wasn't surprised at how he played yesterday at all. Mm. Um, and I think from what he was saying, he was definitely one of the contenders for man of the match. Mm. Yeah, um, quite clear that Gillingham were more up for it than the Wimbledon were last week. Not those, <laughs> Wouldn't have been hard. Yeah, I mean, literally, if, they, if, any, if there was a team that'd be less up for it than Wimbledon, then they'd just be shooting towards their own goal. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they, they gave us a couple of bits to think about. But in the end, I mean, other than that, that chance to hit the post in the opening stages, trying to think again of actual clear-cut opportunities, you're just looking at long shots, the deflection that, that Steer pretty much held quite comfortably from, from Parrot as well. I mean, overall, we, we tended to deal pretty well with with crosses coming to the bolts or any sort of attacks at our goal, really. We've got a strong back four, Sue, mm. Sue alluded to it off air. Uh, we've got a very strong back four, no matter who slots in at right or left back, by the looks of it. Um, Bauer and, and, uh, and Pierce have uh, got such a strong mm. centre, centre-half pairing. I mean, they play so well together. Uh, Dick Stills grows every single game. Every time you see him, you th- he becomes a better player. And... Uh, um, Chris Solly, you know what you're going to get from from, yeah. from Chris Solly, don't you? So uh, whether it's right, left, or wherever you're playing, so um, I think that's the basis. Uh, and and, and go back to Treat Fosso. Personally, I think last season there was more pressure on him as well. One because he kept getting injured, but second, and I, I think it took him a while to actually pinpoint what the injury was. And I think they have now, so he's back fitter and stronger. And it's going to take him a while. It did, uh, but I also think he benefits from the fact that he's not the sole player we rely on, mm-hmm. like he was last season. Mm-hmm. You know, we missed him when he didn't play last season. When he doesn't play this season, you know, when you've still got the likes of, I mean, Reeves, that movement between the Reeves, Aribo, Taylor uh, and Foster was, except, you know, at times it was mm. was unplayable. And I think, um, maybe, I suppose if you had any criticism, they probably just didn't do it enough yeah. to really carve Gillingham open. I mean, with with Foster, you're saying about last year he was the only player, but I guess this year, I mean, last year when he went through that you know, run of scoring about six, six goals in four games, he had a fairly quiet start to the season and all of a sudden that was sort of October, November time, then he burst onto the scene but there was still very little expectation on him at that point of the season obviously as his performances improved throughout the campaign everyone was expecting more and more now when he's come back this season he hasn't hit those heights I do wonder if there is that little bit of pressure of expectation on him as well Nave. yeah I think so I mean because obviously last year he came into a side where um, he wasn't unknown but you know he was he, 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 was, he, was, he was unknown exactly he was at Colchester yeah. like League 2 or whatever but 
yeah, no one really knew much about him apart from he had a little stint. But and then and he, you know he was by far you know one of our well the, our best player at the early stages and maybe that expectation of obviously coming into the season and then he got an injury. Um, but it's just nice to see him doing what he done done best what he does best yesterday. I mean him and Joe, these their link up play is unbelievable. Mm. I think there's so many times I mean Fosu's goal was great and even like Tell said the the assist um for Reeves' goal we didn't really have that and I thought we was gonna miss that when Josh was out. But it's um, it's good to see that Tariq's come in now and and he's working hard as well without the ball, which you didn't really see much of last year. He used to have sort of like a free role, but this year he's doing both going backwards and forwards. I was going to say, because I don't think we've seen too too often really like threaded through balls from Tariq Fossey. That's not really a side of it. He's more, he's more someone who's going to drive with the ball at the goal. Um, I mean, if we're being totally honest, I think the run from Reeves into that space made, made it more easy for him because Jules didn't pick him up. But he still had to, to see it and to pick it out when, when we all know that he loves a shot, Tariq Fossu. Um, he had that great effort that hit, that hit the bar. But then, you know, talk, talking about that, that, that passing and moving that, that really looks quite impressive from us was the one that presented Reeves with the chance, wasn't it? I mean, as Taylor had held it up and, and laid it off for Fossu, he then got it inside to Reeves. I mean, that, that move, even though perhaps the final ball from Fosu was ever so slightly behind Reeves, I mean, that, that move just showed really what we're actually all about at times this season, how well we can move the ball in the opposition's sort of third. I think, um, well, I, that, I think that was the biggest thing that stood out for me yesterday, actually, in, in terms of that they've, they've clearly know each other inside out in terms of how they play. They know where each other's going to be at certain times in the game. And, I mean, I, I, obviously I'm limited to the amount of time I've watched Lyle Taylor and I thought he was unbelievable. He just is everywhere. For a number nine mm. to work as hard as he does, like they, there was times where he's running back and he's defending and like he just seemed... And he's so unselfish with it as well. Like he, he, he was quite happy to like pass the ball through if people were in a better position than him. And I just think it just really impressed what me, what what sort of Bo and Jacko have built here really yeah. in terms of the having the right sort of people and the right mentalities and they are very much Charlton players. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just thinking when in that in the, I think it was the second half where there was one where Taylor ended up chasing back into our half and, and winning the ball probably not even that far away from our own mm. penalty area and it sort of had me sort of just fist pumping underneath the desk because you're thinking yes that's exactly you know what you come over to, to Charlton to see on a, on a Saturday and obviously you know all the time it is at 1-0 you, you do want that second goal and we just had that chance of Reeves but it, it was only seconds later that Fossey got that strike and you know as, as you said they're probably quite, quite lucky with the way it fell for him but I think it just shows that he's just starting to grow in confidence now that he was willing to have that shot from range. And I mean, the execution was, was perfect. Thomas Holy, he's a tall goalkeeper. He's got a big stretch on him, but he had absolutely no chance. He was, he was past him before he'd even moved, really. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's with, with the, um, I think if you look at the throughout the side, I mean, the only two players, are, if I'm just looking at Tell's team sheet here, yeah, the only two would be obviously T and Lyle for me would probably even try and attempt that. You know, even though I think what well, still did in sometimes the second half, <laughs> and the scoreboard was in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when the Jose was yeah, screaming right. for it? But yeah, I mean, and that's what I mean. It's just like it's players like that that can win you something out of nothing. I know mm. he's not here. He might be like a Holmes or something. You know, where mm. drops in it or Nicky Bailey when is it? He'll drop it and he'll just smash it. And it's good that we have players like that because they're they're the moments that you can catch. Well, Holy probably one of the biggest goalies I've ever seen in my life. So tall, but. Mm. Um, and he, had, he couldn't get nowhere near it. It's absolutely wicked strike. Yeah. Uh, so we were quite comfortable at half-time, so, sort of second half. 
Uh, again, there was that, that chance for Brandon Hanlon, wasn't it, from the corner that he just... I mean, again, it's one of those ones where if it goes the other side of the post and all of a sudden... Uh, you'll be asking some questions and I'll be winning my chance to win and both teams to score bet but not that I'm bitter that we're too good at defending <laughs> but, um, uh, but other than that again we, we just look comfortable and then without really creating too many chances at the start of that second half perhaps um, there was that one annoyingly where the ref called the foul just after mm. just after it had been uh, Taylor had slipped it through to Fosu and he apologised immediately for, uh, Taylor was being fouled whilst holding the play up I think he had to apologise about eight times to yeah. Lee Bowyer, <laughs> who wouldn't let it go. Like you stared <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, but then, a cut, like sort of 10, 15 minutes into that second half, we had a, a really nice move again on the end where Ariba had the shot that, that was deflected wide. And I think uh, Thomas Holy all of a sudden decided to run all the way up to the halfway line with the ball these feet. That was quite entertaining. Bauer had the header that came close. Reeves' cross sort of accidentally hit the crossbar, but that could have gone anywhere after that. Um, but yeah, I, I just felt comfortable, really. Like I said, I, if I, I could have had my feet up, really, in that second half. <laughs> and no, a bit like Jen Steer, you mean? Yeah, well, no, at no point in that second half did I think, oh, we, we're going to be in danger of throwing yeah. this away. No, I think it was. Um, there, you, you're right. There, was, there weren't so many clear-cut chances. There were some nearly moments, quite a few nearly moments, but uh, we didn't have to try that hard. Uh, and that was actually similar to the Wimbledon game. It was almost, I suppose you could say, it was almost too comfortable, mm. where we didn't have to really step. I mean, they, they did come out as, as you'd expect. 2-0 down, they're going to come out at the beginning of the second half, and they did, but um, they they didn't really threaten us. Mm. Uh, as I say, a few scuffed headers from Hanlon, the one from Zakawani, uh, and you say that deflected effort, and that's pretty much it. Mm. Yeah, and no, I felt uh, very, very comfortable throughout. So, like I say, we'll, we'll hear from Lee Bowen in a few seconds. But like say, he came out and he was disappointed. I mean, I guess you, you're going to say that we're not we're not doing teams three or four at the moment. Is that is that the the, the only disappointment you can think of? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, because I mean they were without their best player yesterday. Let's not let's get it right. And all they all they were going to try and do was hit Anthony and Souls trying to turn them around because they're the smallest ones on the pitch. But it wasn't working. They couldn't do it. And yeah, I think with yesterday, I think if we kept them, uh, you know, that same intensity up that we did for the first sort of twenty twenty five minutes. Um, we obviously had a couple of chances, but yeah, the, sometimes we should be beating teams, you know, threes and fours. But um, and I think that's what frustrates him. Um, and obviously, they the, the games that we've had against, you know, like the Barnsleys and the Portsmouth, we've set the bar quite high. So obviously, whenever we fall below that bar, Bose isn't one to shirk uh, responsibility of telling them how it is, which is what you need sometimes. You need to keep them on their toes and just think, just because you've beat Gillingham at home, doesn't mean that you've won mm. anything just yet. It was interesting about Tommy's being out because uh, there was that little rumour going around, wasn't there? How how that came to to be known around here in SE Seven a couple of hours before kickoff, but we won't go into that. But when we heard that news, I thought brilliant because I mean, with all due respect to Brandon, he's not as good as as Tom Eaves, is he? So well, clearly thought, not. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, the conspiracy theories were abound yesterday, you know, because uh, he hasn't signed. He's refused to sign a new contract. Mm. He's had uh, admiring glances from both north and south of the border, and the January transfer window's coming up, and with no hint whatsoever, suddenly he's injured. Hmm. <laughs> The same as Thomas Holy actually he did play. I think he's he, he's not signed a new contract either for Jules. I think he was the player that, that they were talking about. Um, so finally, finally, someone above us has dropped some points. So two teams as well because obviously Sunderland lost at Portsmouth. Uh, the posh only drawing at home to Walsall meant that we were actually able to climb a place, which felt the the first time in ages. I mean, we're only four points off second now. Yeah, and Peterborough have, have drawn their last three so mm. uh, league games at least. So yeah. um, they're finding it. They're tough, a busted flush. Like well, you, Pro- you, probably go down. Like, I reckon you like. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at the form of the top at the top six, mm. it's us and Luton that are the, are the form mm. sides. And who'd have thought? Well, certainly who'd have thought Luton 
Uh, well, I mean, their, their home record is remarkable, is and, and, but, and, but their home record is the only one in League One that's better than ours. Mm. They've won, they've won all five of their last five games, mm. um, and so they're on a decent run themselves. Um, and the pressure, I mean, I, I know Sunderland have got games in hand, but uh, as most people say, you'd rather have points on the board, and mm. uh, they've got to squeeze all them in at some point. Is that going to be a good thing? And the way they, you know, all right, they had a man sent off yesterday, didn't they? Mm. I don't know if that affected them seriously mm. to, to get togged the way they did, but um, it makes our performance down there look uh, all, the better, all, the more, all the more better. I think with, with a team like Sunderland as well, the expectation is massive from the fans, isn't it? They're not a, they're not a League One club. Yeah, they're, they're a Premier League yeah. club in their fans' eyes. And I think that potentially could be their undoing. If, playing in front it, of over 40,000 on Boxing Day against Bradford. They've sold out 40,000 tickets under. It's incredible, isn't it? it for a League One, like, it's got to be unheard of, mm, isn't it? Mm. But I, I think that sometimes can go against you because of that expectation and the pressure that that brings. Bradford is... have just started to turn it around as well. It's going to be an interesting game, that one. Yeah, because so, yeah, they're just above the, t- the bottom mm. four, aren't they? So I think that that's going to be a really interesting game. Mm. Um but I, yeah, I just think sometimes if that expectation is there, it can be the added pressure that they probably don't need. And I think that's where we've kind of gone about our business quite quietly. We haven't bigged ourselves up or anything like that. It's just we've just gone similar to Luton, really, just done our Go thing, radar, gone along with it. And people, mm. you're sort of a bit unnoticed, aren't you? Mm. So yeah, I, I think that's that. always the better way, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Right, don't forget you can have your say plenty of tweets and emails have already come in which we'll come to uh, in a little while. You can uh, email the studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive. You can uh, head over to the Charlton Live forum. There's a thread on there for tonight's show as well. Right, let's hear from Lee Bowyer, the Charlton boss, came in to speak to Terry after the game uh, yesterday and he admitted that the win over the Jills was more challenging than last weekend's victory uh, over AFC Wimbledon. Yeah, it was hard to work. Um, Gillingham came and, and, and they had a go. Um Obviously, they match us up in, in, in the way we play. Like we both played the same formation, and, and and for me, that's probably the worst we've been in the last what seven, eight games. You know, I thought we was worse today than against Blackpool. Um, just looked sloppy, you know, and it's not like us in possession. We're normally crisp, and but today, I don't know where the pitch was a bit bobbly from. Obviously, from what happened last weekend here with all that rain, but um, yeah. But looking at the positives, is we, we've got three points. We've moved up a place, um, and and that's not playing very well. I mean, Gillian put us under a lot more pressure on the ball than uh, than Wimbledon did, so that's one issue, I guess. But um, did the fact that uh, Gillingham had to change and, and you would have been preparing to face a team with Tommy's in it? Uh, only to find out that short notes probably that he isn't. Does that affect uh, a the way you approach the game at the last minute, and b maybe the, me- the mentality of the players thinking they're, they're going to play against a different team? No, no, it doesn't matter. You, they're professional footballers at the end of the day, and they're all good, and they'll bring different things. Like we've played without Lyle, and we've still had to go out there and, and win the game. Was it as easy? Probably not, but. That that's what happens when you, when you lose good players and and they've lost their their striker and he's obviously a good player. He's got 15 goals this season, so um, I think it would have affected them more than us. But yeah, we we was ready to play even if he played. We, obviously, we'll never know. But I like to think that our centre halves there would have coped with with him as well. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's what it is. Can't control them things. We went in a 2 0, um, and second goal, an absolute cracker. For, well, the first goal was some great football as well. Uh, second goal, a cracker from Tariq. But um, was there a sense of frustration that because at times in that first half we looked like we could open them up at, uh, at will? Uh, and probably go on to score more than more than the two. Was there a frustration that we didn't um, in that first half? Yeah, and and again, that's what I say. Like sloppy, they were sloppy in possession. And once we did move it quick and side to side, because that's that's how we knew we could hurt them. Move them side to side, and then get it. And then you come through the middle once once there's space. And and once we did that, then we, like you said, we was could have just we was walking through them. But. Then we start complicating it and trying to take four touches instead of two or one. and Then you're complicating it and you're inviting unnecessary pressure on yourselves. And then when you do get caught, it's just, it's just sloppy, you know, and that's not like us. And, and we was too sloppy first half, especially. I think second half, we we was better. Um, but again, I, I said to the lads, you look like you're not coming out of second gear. Like, don't, don't, don't underestimate them because you've got to respect them they're, they're professional lads and like what a 2-0 if they, if they nick a goal then you don't know what can happen you know so um, but no, I thought we was good second half and controlled the game as we get further into the second half of the season we're now what uh, we're now up in the fourth. I mean, actually, before I go on to that, there is a, there is a, is there a sense now that we're getting rewards for, uh, for for the performances and the results because you know we're on a, a, a what a th- um, three game unbeaten run and seven and eight or something it is. Um, but for a while there, we weren't seem, didn't seem to be progressing. But now sixth, fifth, now fourth. Is there now a sense that that we're actually getting rewards for what, the way we've been playing? Yeah, and I tell the lads like all we can do is concentrate on what we're doing and looking in front of us and. And now we're halfway through. It's, I think we're like two or three points off a target that I tried to set them at pre-season, like before we started, which is nothing really if you think of the points that we have dropped. So, um, and, and I think we're looking stronger and stronger now. And um, once we do start getting some bodies back, then I think we're, we're, we'll kick on even more, you know. So... Uh, I think we're doing really well. I honestly do, but let's not get carried away. There's a long way to go. We're halfway through now, so um, we've got to carry this on through this Christmas period, which is going to be tough. Down to bare bones, it's, there's no denying that. But um, we've all got to stick together, and, and I'm sure we'll be fine. When you look at the uh, the result down at uh, Fratton Park today, and Sunderland went there and got uh, got a bit of got a bit of a hammering, um, makes our result down there even better. I think. Yeah, like. People are underestimating Portsmouth. Like they're they're a good side. They're they're at the top for a reason, you know. Their manager's a good manager. He knows this league inside out. He's he's an experienced manager, and and he knows what it takes to get promotion. It's not going to be easy to go there and and, and get anything. So when we went there and, and done what we done there, we're up there. We're we're going to be in and amongst it. We are, but we've just got to keep keep our standards high and. And, and stick together because it will be the odd game we're going to lose this football you know that's that's what happens but as long as it don't happen too many times we've got four games in quick succession now uh, over the year, Christmas and New Year period is it um, as vital for you to get through that as un- unscathed as possible as much as the uh, the results I like to think we can't really get much more but like worse than what we've got at the moment it's crazy 
So we've just got Prattley back, which is a bonus, but Joe's had to come off. He's, he's struggling with his knee. I've like, fingers crossed, it's not like like an injury is in miss of three weeks, four weeks. I don't know how, what what extent it is, but like he's, it's just the way things are going at the moment. But we've just got to stick together through this Christmas thing, and we're going to have to run through a, uh, run through a few brick walls and... Um, I'm sure we'll come out stronger on the other side. We've we'll certainly been looking at the side over the tonight, today, and, and the previous games. You're not going to be short of uh, people prepared to run through those walls for you, I think. No, no, no. We've got great lads, and, and I said that in the beginning, start of the season. We've got great lads. We've got a great togetherness, and, and they're showing that. When when people would expect us to maybe fall away a little bit when we was that what twelfth or eleventh we was at one stage, people might have doubted us, but. I know what I've got in that dressing room and, and I honestly don't think that any other manager has what I've got with the togetherness that them lads have is is very good and um, and, and obviously with the fans behind them as well it's, it's a good place at the moment Well it's uh, I know the, uh, the the life of a footballer is, going to be, is a pretty tough one over Christmas uh, but going into the, uh, to, to Christmas uh, before Boxing Day, at least uh, fourth in the table, uh, looking upwards, not that far away from second. Uh, it's If you wanted a decent Christmas present, it's not a bad one. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's not a bad one, but um, if we can win the next two, then let's see where we are after them two. Congratulations, Nicky. Uh, we can tell who does the wrapping at your household at Christmas time. I don't do mine. I let my missus does it. He obviously gets bullied and lets his miss. He does it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I about that. So much. <laughs> Playing the classics here on Charlton Live. <laughs> uh, welcome oh, back. That, that so was uh, Lee Bayer uh, speaking to Terry after yesterday's tuna win here at the Valley uh, over Gillingham. Um, I, just, I was a bit scared there was a scary moment where I thought you were going to sing the next bit to last Christmas <laughs> yeah, you should have over to, uh, put um, Sebo's one in there uh, no, I saw Sebo's one earlier but I saw it too late to uh, to edit it unfortunately Aww. but yeah no, well that Sebo's Christmas message is out there on Facebook and it might be you... royalties anyway yeah, yeah exactly yeah, if you want to see it um <laughs> I mean, obviously, we, we know what Terry and, and Nath make of, of bows, but Sue, like I say, 
first show of the season from afar and now seeing I mean, you you would have known him throughout the years I guess like as, as a player yeah, and stuff yeah. and I mean did you ever think he'd, he'd turn into the successful manager that he has so far no <laughs> no I mean like we, we were just saying mean. off air no he wouldn't he would he would know what I'd say about him anyway like we we both started at like well I started working here and he it was his first playing season we were both 17 yeah and we kind of just hit it off from there and like even just after all them years of him being away when he came back it was like we'd only seen each other a couple of weeks ago he's just one of them sorts of people but I think he's obviously grown up a lot over the years he, he did have a bit of a sort of uh fiery temperament if we put it that way when he was younger but I think that would that would have been just one of them. I mean, as a player, we all know what sort of player he was. He had that edge to him, and I wondered whether he'd be able to rein that in as a as a manager. But um, I mean, like just talking to him yesterday um, about he's, he's just got this calmness about him. He's just mm. got a, such a different aura around him, and it's just I think that respect that the lads have for him and Jacko. Him and Jacko make a really good good team actually mm. together and that with Andy Marshall I think they're all kind of a similar age-ish were all playing around the same sort of period of time and I think <coughs> that's made a difference because I, I don't I don't know whether age comes into it I think but there must be something to be said for younger players listening to someone that's not like 30, 40 years older than them. Do you know what I mean? I, I think like younger managers now mm. are really yeah, coming into the so. <laughs> coming into the fore now, and and I think they're they're getting the respect that they deserve because they are they are willing to change the way they they want to play. They can adapt. Um, whereas I think some of the older managers seem to have this very structured like this is how I play. Whatever, if you don't mm. fit into it, you don't play. I think Bo's got a little bit more sort of allowance into right I'm going to play to my player strengths I know what the whatever team I'm playing that day I'm going to play to their strengths um so and I've got to say and I should have said this earlier the change in Nicky Jose is something else and I think Bo and Jacko have done that because the attitude is completely different um, and he, he looks like he wants to play, whereas I don't remember him really being mm. like that when he was in and around the squad. So I think he, he he will demand that kind of respect, but not in a way that's going to be all shouty and arguey. He's just got this silent sort of air about him that the people just uh, just listen to him mm. um so i am i am actually i'm glad he's doing as well as he is obviously i love him to death but i'm su- i am surprised yeah. not speaking honestly uh, yeah i think that's i think that's a fair a, a fair point as well three points tail off off what the target was he said yeah yeah and, and uh, who knew he had one but um if you'd have said at the beginning of the season or if he'd have said out loud that uh, he had a target of 46 points by the half-season, half we'd have thought he'd gone bonkers. He always talks about these <laughs> nine-game blocks, didn't he? And a certain amount of wins within them. So I think, without saying the actual number, he, he did have this target. But uh, when he when he mentioned yesterday three points, and then he said to me, so it's nothing anyway. So he's, he's clearly happy with how things it, have been going. There's obviously a margin for error. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, it's, so, it's going to be hard to keep up that level for the entirety of the season. But if you, if you want to get promoted, Nath, then you're going to have to. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to be going up in top two, which is what Bo said he wants all along, you've got to, obviously the the 
the front, obviously the pace setters are Portsmouth and Luton are doing extremely well. So you've got saying to aim at now. So I think these these next these two away games, yeah, both are away, aren't they? Yeah. They're going to be massive for me. They're going to really see after these two. It'll, I'll know if we've got any chance at the top two. Because I still think we've got at, at this moment in time. I think we've got a chance. Yeah, I still, I still after, think it'll be. I still think it'll be very tough. Mm. Uh, but you know, while, the, while there's only four points in it, you never know. You never mm. know. Yeah, the sad thing for me is that um, with all the great work that uh, Bowyer and Jackson and, and Marshall and, and, and everybody behind the scenes is doing, you just get the uh, you got that horrible feeling that January it could it can make a break us. Depends on on what uh, uh, the man at the top does. Mm. You know, if uh, if he leaves us alone, leaves Bowyer and Jacko alone to get on with it, then we've got a chance. If he uh, if he meddles and wants a bit of cash in, then uh, we haven't. <laughs> mm, I did. I weirdly, I spoke to Bo about that yesterday, actually, and I, was, I think, the message that we were sort, of, we we kind of discussing the fact that if he did start messing about with it, he'd be very silly because we've actually got a realistic chance mm. going up, mm. um, and he's he's created such a good team spirit that you would you wouldn't any. Well, you can't say sensible about Roland, can you? <laughs> but any person worth their salt would. Just go right. You know what? You're doing great. Just crack on. Yeah. I'm not going to muck about with it. Yeah, but uh, as you say, you can't. In a perfect world. <laughs> In a never... perfect world. Yeah, you go back to reality. Yeah, you can never anyway. trust. You can never trust what Roland's going to do or say. Or even right. think, unfortunately. Right, Richard Holmes uh, is the first person who tweeted in yesterday. We've got plenty of tweets to, to look at. We're also going to hear from Ben Reeves. Don't forget, later on in the show. Uh, and we've got our quiz coming up and our montage, which I'm really looking forward to to celebrate Christmas. Um, you can have your say as well, studio at charltonlive.co.uk on the emails. Tweet us at Charlton Live or head over to the Charlton Live forum and get involved. People have done so. Uh, via all of those mediums, Richard Holmes said fourth spot in League One, seven wins in the last eight. Feeling good about Christmas as always. Looking forward to hearing what the Charlton Live boys and girls have to say uh, on Monday morning drive. Uh, thank you, Charlton. You've put a smile on our faces again, and that's certainly uh, certainly how I felt coming away from the ground yesterday. I just feel like there is a, a good feeling in terms of on the field, certainly at the moment, which has made a nice change. Absolutely. I mean, when you consider, you know, we were joking about it there, but you consider the off-field stuff. The, the fact that uh, Bowyer, Jackson and, uh, and the crew have got the team and Sue mentioned it, the, uh, the, the togetherness of the, of the squad, uh, even, and including Nicky Ajozu, which we wouldn't necessarily have bet on, uh, is, um, is something you haven't seen for a while, uh, for quite a while, probably not since uh, Chris Powell's days, mm. that everybody's playing with each other, everybody gets on as well, seemingly. So, um, uh, you know, for that to happen in and amongst what, you know, all the other stuff that's going on is, uh, is nothing short of um, incredible. Mm. Right, Tom Bramley tweets in again. Another very good performance yesterday. I'm surprised by Boyer's post-match comments, though. I thought we played well. Fossey was brilliant. Hopefully, he'll be playing his way back to his best. Onwards and upwards from here. Come on, you Reds. Yeah, share, share my opinion. That I, I thought I was just surprised by how uh, high, obviously, Boyer sets his standards when we've had a two-nil win that I felt was rather comfortable. Nave, but mm. I guess, like I say, you, you, you can always want more. Yeah, and I think. Uh, I think when you look at it, you, you can say it's quite harsh. I, I I was with you. I thought when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, it's a bit harsh." But he's, a, you know, they've set the standard, and I think it's nice looking, reflecting on it. It's like well, at least he's demanding it from the lads that you know. So like, yeah, we've we, we've played well today, but you don't win anything in football by just winning one game. You don't win any championships on one game, apart from a cup final, obviously. But. Um, and I think it's good that you know he's demanding it, and I've, I've, it's better than just resting on your laurels because we're not top of the league, ten points clear, are we? Mm. You know, and um, I think it's good. I Keep, think it's keeps good. the players on their toes, I guess. Yeah. I think 
as a player, you go one of two ways. You'd think, yeah, oh God, even though you come off the pitch thinking, right, we've won. Mm. And then Bo, you say, we haven't actually played well enough. You either think, oh God, what's he moaning about now? We still won. Or you think, well, I need to step it up a level again. It looks like so far this season, they, they've wanted to step it up. I is... think I think they they seem to be like an honest group of lads. And I think they would all know personally and individually that they they might, like, like you're saying, they haven't had their best game, but they've still got the three points. And I think... Bo's going to be instilling that in them is like you don't you you can never take your foot off the gas this is like this is a tough league people mock like league one league two but they are they're tough leagues to be in and I think you have to you have to always aim higher don't you you always have to push for that little bit more and and for him to just have said potentially like oh yeah brilliant we won two nil everyone would have been a bit I think we probably would have been shocked at that, to be fair, if he'd just come out and gone, oh, yeah, it was a great game. Clearly, all of you are saying, well, actually, it's not the best we've played. So I think you would have been shocked if he'd said mm-hmm. the other way. Do you know what I mean? I think it, what it is, we're coming off the back of uh, a Cole Robinson's era. I was about Whereas to say, if, if, we'd, have won, if we'd have won 2-0, that would have yeah. been Brazil out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know that, right? uh, I love exactly it. what I was thinking. And, uh, you know, he's uh, doing all right lately. Yeah, he's do- don't look, mock no, him. No, I'm not. Uh, difficult. Cole Robinson was difficult to dislike. But you just know he'd have come out raving about that performance and completely glossed over the other stuff. Was Lee Bowyer is honest. He, yeah. he was honest enough uh, when we were in the cup, and he came out and said, "You know, that was never that was never that result. You know, yeah. they, they were a much better side than that. We got a little bit lucky." And then when we beat Burton, he didn't come out and say, "Well, you know, we defended super. We I thought I felt we deserved to win that." He came out. He was honest. He said, mm. uh, "No, no, no. We won that. I've no, yeah. no idea." You, you see that Oxford have only lost one in their last sixteen games, and Carl Robinson was quoted as saying, "I think we'll be winning the Champions League within three years." <laughs> 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 no. I thought he said two. <laughs> yeah, no, until he realised it wasn't mathematically yeah, it possible. Was. <laughs> <laughs> never stopped him in the past. <laughs> right, yeah. Daniel uh, Skews says, great performance yesterday. Though if Boya thinks we can do a lot better, then I'm all for it. Reeves was seemingly all over the park yesterday and was my personal man of the match. Hope Aribo was taken off as a precaution as he is getting better and better and will be a huge miss. Now, he, he has some sort of knock, doesn't he, Reeves? Uh, Aribo, sorry. Mm. So... We'll we'll have to see how how serious that is. I mean, Taylor's sick as well, actually. They um they don't know Joe Rebo. It was a knee twist, I think, or he opened his mm. knee up when he stretched. So they're they're not sure of uh, of what it is. Hopefully, it's it's nothing. But I wouldn't be amazed to see him missing on Boxing Day. But who knows? Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. Right, London Inagisa said after the first five minutes, uh, when Gillingham hit the uh, post. After that, it was all plain sailing. And agree with Poyer's post match. Bowyer's post-match comments that we didn't need to uh, to be great to win. Um, two superb goals though from Fossil and Reeves. Fort Reeves was our best player. Thirteen undefeated for me this season. So London Inagis was on a cracking run, yeah. a Carl <laughs> you, Robinson run. You know that uh, you know that we're playing well, and you know that uh, we've played well, um, and we're doing well when um, you get five or six people all pick a different man of the match, yeah. and you can't disagree with anybody. No. Mm. Yeah, we're going to hear from uh, London Inagis's choice, Ben Reeves, in a, in a few moments' time, John. Agam Barr said, I'd say it was job done yesterday. wonder if they were saving themselves. And that's one of the quotes that Reeves actually said yesterday. He said, maybe the fact that they didn't you know, go gung-ho, perhaps, in that second half might actually come into play on Boxing Day when you know when you hit 70 minutes and the going's got tough and you've only actually really played for 45 minutes on, on, on Saturday. Risky, though. Yeah. Well, no, not if you're 2-0 up against Gillingham. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard Justin asked if... if A.D. White, the ex-Barnsley left-back, is on trial. Can't say I've heard that, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's not true. Me neither. Um, John Pitcher says, Decent win without being at our best. Good to see Fosu back to form. 
Uh, Doug, Austin, uh, Doug Austin says, what's the latest of Paige now? See, it, it seems to sort of keep rolling and rolling that injury, doesn't it? Last last we heard was six weeks, but that was probably a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, with Lewis Page, it's something like when he gets an injury, you basically just got to stop him walking because every time he walks, he picks up another one. Uh, so um, it just it just gets complicated with Lewis Page. It's really, really strange. Um, so no, I don't think any of us know the real um, outlook. Well, Probably no, because, not even Lewis Page. Because think. originally it was six weeks, yeah. and then it got to a point maybe four or five weeks later where it was another six weeks. So, it's, uh, yeah, it looks like that's one's going to be going on for a while, unfortunately, with Page. Right, F. James, we played beneath our capabilities, and yet we showed we have the ability to win uh, this league. I have said for some time now that we will be in the top two. We have had our bad run, yet Pompey and Luton will experience le- theirs. Let's keep going uh, as we are with the players. Uh, we have to return. It will feel like a few new signings. Keep the faith. I know a good Charlton team when I see it, and this team, I promise you, is a good team. We'll finish top two. No worries. Happy Christmas to all. It will be in football terms. Excellent stuff. Ed, thanks for your, your message. I like, I like the fact he says that Portsmouth and Luton are, let to ha- are yet to have their good runs. It's interesting. Remember when Luton won League 2? couple of years ago they were top of that division for the entire year only about 20 minutes and that was the last 20 minutes so I mean we can nick it on the last day of the season if they have their bad run towards the end they did a Charlton because we tended to do stuff like that play superbly for two thirds of the season then hang on like grim death for the rest (laughs) of it yeah right Um, London Energizer says Bowyer expects to win every game in this league so do I he always expects a top performance each week I love his attitude and we always talk about like the way he always projects onto his players this sort of level of confidence like when he first come in we're going to win this many games we're going to get in the playoffs we're going to win the playoffs this you know I still think at the start of the season we're aiming for top two despite all the turmoil that Charlton fans were seeing he certainly tries to have a positive sort of aura around himself yeah and I think that's what fans appreciate I think they'll you know they know that Bo will say as it is <clears throat> he doesn't care if it upsets anyone or or not you know if, if he thinks we've played really badly he'll say and if he thinks we've played good he'll say good and he'll He'll be honest, and I genuinely believe um, he's adamant that we'll get top two. And I mean, what's the point in coming out and saying, yeah, we're just going to aim for the playoffs? I mean, straight away you're setting the standards to the players that are, you know, they're four points ahead. Let's not chase the Luton and uh, Portsmouth. Why bother? So yeah, I, I think, like, like we've all said on this programme so far, that just keep chasing them. And then, like I've said, they haven't had their little blip yet. So and we need to be there to try and sort of uh, jump on it if they ever do so but yeah I think Bose is really refreshing like when he first joined I was I was intrigued to see what he was going to be like like what Sue was saying when he was as a player I thought it'd be quite you know quite angry and quite aggressive but he's got this this calmness and this not arrogance but a, the, the confidence that makes you believe in everything he mm. says I certainly think uh, fans of other teams have seen it as arrogance before, <laughs> but um, and you know he's ruffled a few feathers for certain, even this season. But you know we don't really care about that. We only worry about about Charlton. Uh, Sebo said uh, that was Chris Solly. That was the Chris Solly we all know and love from down mm. the years. Yesterday he was absolutely yeah. uh, immense. Uh, Doug's asking, is there any news on the takeover? Uh, in view of that radio interview this week, uh, obviously Roland popped up on Talk Sport on Friday. Uh, it, was, it was as clear as mud it was the same old uh, platitudes that might happen in January could happen whenever there was absolutely nothing in there no no promises there wouldn't be uh, player sales in January anything like that there was nothing nothing new really added to that but it's nice to hear Roland wishing us all a Merry Christmas at the end which was kind of him uh, right Tim Jackson says uh, from minute 5 to 35 we were scintillating all the clever flicks and one twos in the midfield were a joy to watch the second half I thought we were sloppy uh, wasting many chances to kill the game you could visibly see Bayer 
and Jacko getting frustrated. So he wasn't surprised at the uh, the comments. I mean, there, there was that one comic moment in the second half where uh, Dick Steele was breaking over the that halfway line. That was probably G- yeah. um, Gillingham's best tackle. Yeah, that came from Tariq Fossey. Yeah, <laughs> just ran straight into Fossey. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, couldn't get out of the way and tackle his own player. Right, Mark Garmy Head Chef says, Merry Tris- Christmas to all my Charlton Live chums. Seven from eight, and players returning to boost the squad. Reasons to be cheerful. And now if Roland goes, we all get the, cre- the the Christmas present that we wanted. All the best to Mark uh, and his boys. Yeah, Mark obviously hasn't been on the show this season because he's busy with his two little twins, uh, Yan one and Yan two. <laughs> <laughs> He could still post the caviar, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, we're still expecting some sort of end-of-season buffet, Mark, so if you're listening... Uh, probably Farley's Rusks. <laughs> yeah, that'd be useful for... Other Rusks are available. Yeah. Uh, right, Sebo then added, I'm, at, I'm obviously pleased with the first half of the season, and we are on, Touchwood decent form. I know it's hard, but I'm trying to keep myself grounded as much as I can and trying not to get too carried away. And it is hard to do that. Very hard indeed, but uh, we, we, we're going to try and do that as, as the season progresses. Tim Jackson said, I thought Billick was another level yesterday. It's another player that's been yep. brought up now. Taylor said, wonderful performance second half. He seemingly won every challenge and was at the centre of every attack. My man of the match by a mile. So that's another one on the list. I think we've almost gone 1-11. to 11 Nathan mentioned it earlier on, and it's worth Christian Billick playing, if only just because he does about two or three Cruyff turns. <laughs> uh, but there's always one he gets wrong. Yeah. I love watching it when Lee Bowyer's reaction yes. when he gets it wrong is fantastic. That's what I love. I love that thing. Because as soon as he does it, everyone just straight away looks at Bowie's and he's looming going red in the face. Oh, I love it. But yeah, as long as it's nowhere near our goal, which we did do yesterday. Yeah, but. he did a bit. Brilliant. Right, let's... Uh... Here from Ben Reeves, almost one minute. Uh, Christopher Sloman said that uh, he's just got one word about yesterday's performance, and that was accomplished. Uh, very good. We've still got a couple more messages to come, but we're going to hear from Ben Reeves now. Um, he came in to speak to uh, to the press after the game yesterday. Uh, he, he got his first goal of the season, of course, on, on, on Saturday against Gillingham. Um, and he's happy that Charlton are going into this busy Christmas break on the back of a victory. Yeah, it's always good to get a win going into like a busy, busy schedule. Um, most important thing is that we keep it going now, I think. Um, and you're doing so in, because of the backlog of, uh, of injuries and uh, uh, suspensions now, of course, with, with Naby. But uh, uh, is, it, is it what's left? The squad comfortable and, and, and confident that going into the what's four games in quick succession? Now? Yeah, I think we've got a good enough squad to, to cope with it. Um, Pratt's coming back, obviously, you see that today. And still, obviously, strong bench as well. And like I say, it's, gonna, it's only going to get strong with the players coming back and hopefully one or two of them will be soon. Was there a sense in, in, in the camp that uh, you know, we've been on this good run, certainly not now, um, certainly three wins on the bounce, but we hadn't seemed to be moving up the table. Uh, yeah. But now, over the last few weeks, six, fifth, now fourth, um, was there a sense of frustration before and has that alleviated a bit now? I think, no, I don't, I don't think it's changed much. I think we know we've just got to concentrate on ourselves. Um, I think the big one was Portsmouth, obviously, and we knew that closed the gap a little bit for us. Um, like I said, we've just got to keep winning games and concentrate on ourselves and the points is going to make, make the difference obviously behind the scenes and we've just got to make sure we keep winning, keep the run going and, and hopefully only make it better. Looking at that, uh, what, Sunderland, what happened to Sunderland down at Portsmouth today uh, makes what uh, we did down there even a bit more special. Yeah, I think definitely. I think obviously a lot of people knew that was a big game today. Probably the, one of the most important ones in the league. Obviously not looking away from us, uh, result-wise for us. Portsmouth for the team to catch at the moment, and we just need to keep winning. From a personal level, been away with injury, but now back uh, in a fold and uh, getting better game by game? Yeah, I just need to keep going. Probably should have had a hat-trick today. Um, obviously didn't have my shooting boots on, but it was, most importantly it was the three points for us, I think. And hopefully it's a good sign that uh, T's probably got his first goal from open play, I think, and same, same as me. 
um, and it's only going to get better I think and, and hopefully we've both got a little run now and, and take the pressure off the strikers a little bit because it's always nice and then and obviously hopefully they keep scoring as well. It seemed in that first goal with, uh, with James Gale and yours, uh, that first one especially, with the move that, uh, that went in the build-up to, to you getting the ball in the penalty area. Uh, lovely, it seemed like we could do that more often than we, we actually ended up doing. Yeah, we, we both weren't happy at half-time, not, not, not happy, but knew we could do better and we knew we could do better as well. And um, I think it was important, the three points, but like we, we know we could have done better as well. Um, another day maybe we would have got more. But um we say you can't can't complain if you win two 0 But um we know we can play better at that as well. But does that give you again give you confidence the fact that you've opened up the to you know Gillingham side that came here and, and made it hard. Yeah. Um in, in the first five minutes to, to finish a lovely move with a lovely goal. Uh, the ability to do that is there. Does that yeah. so does that bode well for the Yeah, so they're all over the pitch as well. I think it's not just uh, the front two is now it's the boys all over the pitch can do that. Um, like I say, we could have done it a lot more today. Um, yeah, it brings confidence as well. We lost, I think we lost both games against Gillingham last year. So we knew it was going to be a tough game today. And, and like I say, we, another three points for us and now we've just got to concentrate on the next one. Again, on a personal level, injuries behind you, feeling stronger? Touch wood, yeah, touch wood, hopefully. Um, I'm just looking forward to playing as much as I can. Like I say, it would have been nice to get more goals today, but it's... I'm just more happy with the three points at the moment, concentrating on the team and the team performance, and and hopefully win after win. That's that's the main thing for me. But if I can chip in with goals as well, I'd like to. Steele will come and claim it. It's uh, too long on the free kick and Steele comfortable. And he might have a breakaway here as Ward oh, trying to lever into and he's got ahead of the defence. A lovely chest control. He's in the boxes again. Oh, it's a, goal. It's a wonderful what finish. By Jamie Ward. The first one to react from the free <laughs> kick that went straight what to Jed Steer. He spotted him running. It was a pin perfect ball out from his penalty area by Jed Steer. Lovely chest control by Jamie Ward. And then the lob over the keeper was executed to perfection and Charlton a 1-0 up. This is the Dench Kid, aka Emmanuel Frimpong. Leave it. You know how it is. There's all to you, Charlton fans. Keep it Swayze, obviously. I brought the jacket, leather jacket. Or well, not leather. Leather jacket. <laughs> leather jacket. Blazer. Have a nice Merry Christmas. Nice Merry Christmas. Stayedage.com. Get t shirts. He was such a. Such a good range of hats. Yeah. Lovely teeth. That's one thing you could always say from Mangle for anyone. But nice of him to drop by to Merry Christmas. we'll ask Sue exactly what she was gonna say Record it though. So just before we're going to have the quiz in a few moments time we still got a couple more messages Mendonca in Asda's on the Charlton Life Forum uh, says happy Christmas 
to uh, all the Charlton live team. Uh, thanks for all you do. Let's hope the rip-roaring, free-scoring Reds can tear up League, uh, League One over Christmas period. P.S. I thought the team bossed it yesterday. Special mention to Fossey, Reeves and Billick. They were immense. Keep it going, lads. Cheers for that, Mendonca. And so a Merry Christmas uh, to you as well. And to all our listeners, of course, uh, we've got our Christmas quiz coming up shortly. Um, we also had a message from Phil. It said, hi guys and girls, Merry Christmas. Just a few thoughts about our game today. For me, one of the worst 2-0 wins I can remember. <laughs> of course, I'm pleased with the win, but our build-up play was to, was slow. Too many silly fouls were given away. And once again, we didn't put our poor opposition away. Uh, that second half was League One football at its very worst. Thank goodness Tom Eves was out, otherwise it could have been a different game. Still a win, a clean sheet, and we move on. So... Uh, Phil, they obviously feeling similar to to what Bose felt yesterday. Yeah, I thought so one of the key ones for me was um, was Bauer. I mean, who's, I think his his partnership with uh, Pierce, I've already said, has been crucial. But early on in that game, he was trying to, you know, what uh, Patrick Bauer does. He tries to read the read where the ball's going, get there first before the for the striker that that he's marking. Whereas Hanlon was too physical for that, and so he gave away a countless number of fouls by going through the, the back of Hanlon. But then he learnt quite quickly, and then he just held him up. And became much better after that, and and controlled it after that. I thought after the first few minutes. So it's just a question of learning, isn't it? it you know what he what he normally does, he couldn't get away with. So he had to uh, he had to adjust. Uh, so we just heard there, of course, from from Ben Reeves, London in Giza tweeting how much better is Reeves under Boya than he was under his predecessor. A different plan. I think it was London in Giza who I saw tweeted this yesterday. Is is fascinating because his predecessor, Carl Robinson, was the player that bought. Reeves to here from Milton Keynes having managed him at Milton Keynes where he played so well so it's bizarre that he couldn't seem to get a tune out of him here at the Valley um, obviously he had that difficult start to the season last year where he was out injured up until sort of September so that couldn't have helped he didn't have a proper pre-season uh, but so maybe that might be the reason but it is interesting to see how, how well Bayer gets gets him playing and the players he's playing with uh, mm. you could argue that uh, because of last season we didn't have a settled side and uh, you're right he was injured uh, a fair bit of it, but um, he's playing with uh, considerably better players this season, I think, or pl- players in better form at least mm. uh, than he was last time. And I think I mentioned it again off air. You, you know, when you're playing for um, Lee Bow and Johnny Jackson, you can't hide anywhere. You know, they they demand that you uh, that you put a shift in, and and otherwise you don't play. And I think uh, Ben Reeves, perhaps, or even not just Ben Reeves, some players maybe under Carl Robinson could go missing for a few few minutes mm. of a game or ten minutes here and you know, take a breather. Not going to get you're not going to get away with that with the current management side. And it must be because, of course, you think that the Bows obviously played at the highest level as well. He played he played yeah. in European Cup semi finals. I mean that mm. must that must be so good for a midfield players in particular, you know, to to be able to learn of someone with that much experience on on their in their playing career. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's test it's testament to how certain players have improved. If you look at the likes of Joe Rebo um, getting in the box and scoring, Bowser said to Reeves, he's got to get in the box a little bit more than finish, which he mentioned yesterday in the presser. And I think look, it was mentioned earlier in terms of, and I think it's just Sue said it in terms of the relationship that Bose will have. Quite a lot, of the, not all of the players, but some of the players will probably remember Bose going up and knowing what sort of player he was like and. Whatever he's telling you, and Jacko is you taking it on board and trying to better, better yourself. And I, th- I think you can see that in terms of Reeves. I think we was talking off air about Reeves under Robbo, where he used to play as a number ten, and you, you know Robbo relied more on width instead of playing quite narrow like Bose does. And he's got better technical players in and around around him in Reeves. And I think yeah, he he's obviously showing how good of an asset he is on on the ball, and obviously with his finishing yesterday. 
Right, I need to get ready for the quiz. Everyone's uh, the excitement in the room you is get lifting. Up. <laughs> no, <it's> just, <laughs> that's a worry. Yeah, I need to I need to sort my, myself out. So, um, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll have another quick break here, uh, and when we come back, it'll be time for our Chomping Live Christmas quiz. Three, two, one, drop it. Taking it short as Dickstill has the ball. Dickstill ball back to the back post. He's headed on by Bauer. Comes down to Grant. Grant trying to touch it. Arriba! Yes! Come on! gets on the end of the ball and heads home for Chong. It's a little bit of a pinball situation. Grant just touched it to the young Chong midfielder. He's headed just over the top of the goalkeeper. Got a fingertip, but not enough. And Chong have the lead just before Goldmine in the old Christmas messages. There were so many more I could have used, but if you find, I think that was from about 2011. It's John Fortune in a plastic Elvis wig thing, uh, going "Hello, I'm the Black Elvis," and doing a John Fortune impression for no obvious reason because it's Christmas. But there you go. Right, it is time for the uh, the much anticipated Charlton Live quiz, uh, which I've been looking forward to. I wrote these during the week actually, which and it meant I had to change a couple of the answers from yesterday. If that's a clue to anyone. No. No, it might be a trick as well. Um, So, on tonight's show, the way we're going to do it is um, we're going to split the teams into two. So, I've gone for Sue and Terry. Is that fair? Dream team. uh, Two alpha hearts. (laughs) (laughs) Choose either of those as your team name. And on the left, we've got Nathan and we've got Amy. How are you feeling ahead of the quiz? Yeah, we're we're the uh, young guns. Yeah. Amy, Amy, confident? How's your knowledge? Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually... uh, Fills me with so much... Feel so much uh, with confidence. We're actually yeah. going to take the best of those two dream, uh, names, and we're going for the dream farts. The dream farts. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys, Nathan, Amy, team now? Uh, well, I said the young guns, but I don't know. Oh yeah, young guns will do. Yeah. All yeah, right. that'll do. Okay, so what we got? Oh, I was insulted for you, so. Yeah. <laughs> so what we got to do is we've got. A, I'm going to. I've got a 10 pp team which we're going to toss in the air. Uh, and <laughs> 10 uh, for you. Yeah, the old farts. You, you've got to. Sorry, the dream farts. You've got to call it, and then you get to decide if if you win. Whoever wins, decide if they go first or second. So call it tails. Tails. So which one? That's a good start. And Amy, do you want to go first second. or second? Second. Yeah, Second. Put, 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 put the pressure on. Okie dokie. Right, so, that could come so, out the bottom. So the dream farts. <laughs> what are we actually called? Are we just called You're the young, the young guns? guns. Oh, I'm fine, fair Boring no. game. Young, young guns Name. versus the dream farts. Now, of course, <laughs> when, um, when, when you answer a question, <laughs> when you answer a question, uh, there's going to be a noise to say if you got it correct or if you got it incorrect. Now, um, if you get it incorrect, the noise will be this. Let's judge him on his on his performance. I knew it. Oh I absolutely God. knew it. Terry judging uh, Trevor Kettle in his performance. Uh, and uh, if you get it correct, there's only one place we could have gone for for this, and this is what it is. Wow! Absolute wow! <laughs> my favorite. I think probably my favorite moment of the season. I'll, I'll, that's fair. Yeah, uh, Nathan. That's after, of course, Chris Solly scored. That's not a question either. So, uh, right. So, I'll so write it down then. Yeah, so we decided that it is the. Uh, dream fast going <laughs> first. <laughs> so Sue and Terry, question number one. There's ten questions uh, for each team. Um, right, and I'll, I'll just dive straight into it. So Terry and Sue, how many games have Charlton lost at home in the league so far this season? I have to rush you. 
He's writing it down. In, just in the league? Just in the only, only league games. All the questions uh, relate to league games only, because otherwise it's too complicated. We check your trade and stuff. There's definitely one that I. Yeah, well, you're to. responsible for one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I definitely know about that one. Mm. So, Go with that. We're number two. Wow. Absolute wow. There we go. So, That's it. one peaked. point already for the Dream Farts. They're running away with this quiz already. We, we, we can't steal, can we? They can't steal. No, 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 It's just a straight yes or no. Right, so, uh, on the other side, uh, no pressure, for no. the young guns, Nathan Amy, how many games have Charlton won away from home oh, so you're far this season? Laughing, yeah? So, how many away games have we won? <clears throat> Again, they're, uh, they're, they're looking at the, uh, they're writing it down. We don't no, need to tell. We can't steal. It's not question of how many, how many, how many away, how many away wins? league wins. So only in the league, how many away so, league so how many, wins? How many? Get, we're halfway. Have through. you got to hurry him? Yeah, I do have to hurry you a bit. Otherwise, it'll be all night. <laughs> five, six. Okay. It's me, all of smug. Give it, give five it three questions. It'll be completely the other way. Yeah. Five. five. At least four. How many questions we got, Louis? Oh, okay. Six. Six. I'm afraid you are bang wrong. Ah, Let's judge him on his on his performance. I oh, knew it. Oh, I absolutely oh, knew it's it. Five. It's oh, five. Yeah. Uh, I looked at it. I looked at it during the week. Uh, we've won at Bradford, Walsall, Burton, Pompey, and Southend. So oh, you have Southend. fallen behind early doors. Right, um, Terry and Sue. That's all right. <laughs> versus whom was our lowest? League attendance at home this season. So league, any league, league attendance, attendance league. at home. Yeah, yeah, do it, Tom. Mm, that was a that's a local one. No, I think it might be. It's going to be one of the northern ones. Yeah, isn't it? on a Tuesday. Who do we play on a Tuesday night? Uh, yeah. Was it that lot or mm. was it? Um, they ain't northern, though, are they? Well, ish. ish. No, it couldn't have been that one. Mm. Well, a good thing about it. Um. I don't Russia's even know if we played top. that them them yet, because um, I think I'm trying to think that if we played them yet, that would be up there. Nah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, go on, go with that one. Yeah, I'm Derek. not sure, but yeah, we're gonna go with Wimbledon. Absolutely, Wimbledon. Let's judge him on his on his performance. Oh, I knew it. Oh, I absolutely was, uh, knew it. Absolutely wrong. I'm afraid it was Fleetwood Town, which was actually oh. on Saturday. Uh, only eight thousand eight hundred and uh, eight thousand eight hundred and ten. Is that uh, the official or? Yeah, official. Yeah, I mean, we're, we get caught. Yeah, trying to find the actual. It's I actually mean, twenty. Yeah. So, so that's wrong. Okay, so now this is one of the questions that changed yesterday, but it's too obvious because you remember it. So, before yesterday, what was our highest home league attendance before yesterday? Oh, I knew so which which uh, crowd was the highest home league attendance before Gillingham who we overtook it yesterday? Uh, I'm just, I'm just home. Curious. So hang on, who? So here It can't have been. I'm thinking of that one because of the because of the the other manager. But I don't I think, think it, that's a Tuesday, yeah. wouldn't it? So Saturday, it unless it's going to be um, Shrewsbury. Is it no. This season. Yeah, this season. Yeah. yeah. Um, Coventry, Coventry do you we'll try Coventry, but I don't think it is. Let's judge him on his on his performance. I knew it. Oh, I absolutely knew it. No, so obviously Gillingham took the prize yesterday, but before that it was Barnsley because they ah, bought they was. bought loads of fans. So well, so after two questions, it's one oh, each. Mate. Now I'm looking forward to this. We're now on to the first audio round. That's not, by the way, it's still one. I ain't got any right yeah, yet. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I th- I, actually, Stuart's inquiry. I think we have got one right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what's worse? I always do this. I have a spreadsheet and I can't even read it. But yeah, it does say nil, nil, one nil. He's, so worried, I'm, he's worried about not getting dinner when he gets. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so still one Solly, Solly be getting tonight's dinner. <laughs> so still one nil to the the Dream Fast. Right. So first audio question. Now this is a commentary question, so it should be really easy for Terry. Oh, wow, so all you have to do is a goal that Charlton have scored, uh, and you have to tell me uh, who it was against. Page. Ball into the box, deflection, yeah, 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 yeah. and goal! And out of nothing, really, Chowan have the equaliser. Lewis Page's cross coming off the deflection off of I think. And a defender with a real unfortunate goal has gifted Chowan back into this game. So there we go. Uh, we've, heard, we've heard the commentary. Oh, yeah, because I remember that as well because obviously I wasn't here. But mm. I remember because I tweeted him after to say I was disappointed that he'd scored with me not being here. And so that people were trying <laughs> people were trying to say that it was a, a known goal. And I was like, no, it's not. It's his. It's his. Even though I hadn't seen it. So you just need to tell me the team oh. it was against. Oh, God. Hmm. It's got to be early, because when did he... Uh... Yeah, it was early doors, wasn't it? No, mind you, yeah, as long as he'd been out? Two months? Yes. Yeah, oh, so, September time. Go right. tell uh, you, go for one. Well, if it's early, it's got... Um, it's going to be... Let, let, let's think of the two that have already been named. Barnsley or Fleetwood? Fleetwood. We're going to Fleetwood. That was a nil-nil draw. Let's judge him on his on his performance. I oh, knew it. Oh, I absolutely that knew it. That was uh, Charlton's first goal against Wickham Wanderers, which is an own goal by John Batty. Now yeah, I'd never we it. hand it over to we, we go over to the the, the what you call the young guns. Uh, this is your goal. This is your Wet goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is your goal. You have to tell me again what team was it against? The Charlton right hand side ball deep. It's up towards Pierce. He gets his head there. It's oh, an own goal. I think that was put in by. And Charlton have responded immediately. Oh, what a bizarre goal, but Charlton will take it. After being 1-0 down, an immediate response is a deep ball in. So there we go, an immediate response. And I'll just say the clue is, even though Terry said it was an own goal on the commentary, it's not an own goal, so it's an immediate response. Did we get a clue for our question, too? Yeah, I was just going to say no, that. No, no, you would have got a clue. If, if, if you had said, oh, it's not an own goal, but it was an own goal, would have given you a clue. So, uh... so who was it against? Mm, yeah, could you, uh, do you want to try that one? Uh, uh, Plymouth it's awful today Plymouth you say wow absolute wow (laughs) correct indeed it was uh, Carlin Grant's equaliser against Plymouth we'd just gone 1-0 down to Carey's header if I remember rightly Uh, and Carlin Grant scored almost immediately where Pierce had headed it down and it looked like it might have been an own goal but Grant had actually just nicked him Mm -hmm. ahead so right after three after three questions each it is one all here on the quiz. Now we're back over to the Dream Fast, see if they can get back into the league. Uh, right, now this is a good one. Who has made the most league appearances off the bench this season? So who has come on as a substitute the most mm. times this season? That is for Terry and for Sue. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. yeah. It'd be me, my first guess. Yeah. Other than that, it always comes on. Yeah, because he doesn't, does he? Yeah. And he's started a couple. Uh, It's not going to be... Yeah. No, because he's not been around for a while. We're going to have to hurry you. We're running out of time. I'd go with that one. Mark Marshall. Wow. 
Absolute wow. Mark Marshall has made nine appearances off the bench, including yesterday, so Mark Marshall is the correct answer. Welcome back to Charlton Line. Taylor steps up. Lyle Taylor. Yes! Yes! Charlton take the lead after nine minutes. Lyle Taylor on his Charlton debut. Gives the away side an unlikely lead. Because he's just like this big geezer that's standing on the side, he's bullying like the, the fourth official, constantly hammering the fourth official. Page crosses in, it's a decent ball. Colin Grant is in, surely. It is, the referee's giving it. Colin Grant heads home off the underside of the bar. Chris Peckett's rain onto the surface. The referee's going to hold things up here as uh, more Chris. We're getting a few packets, which is nice. Foster's been sent off, and there's another that's red yeah. car for Kitely. Well, it, it had to be. There's another car coming out, it's a red one to the keeper. Unbelievable scenes here. Three red cards in a massive brawl at the end of this game. Nebi Saar on the run, he gets there, Saar. Can he finish? Yeah. Yes, he Come on! Nebi Saar! It's a stiff one all. Uses him as a decoy, takes a shot. Oh, what a goal! Come on! Oh, come on! Oh, what a finish! Come on! Lyle Taylor! It's Brad's one now! Joe and two! Dreams first time crossover towards the far post. Oh, he got back to Kayleigh. Falls down to Carla Grant! He scored! Carla Grant with his second of the game wins it for the attic! And into Carlin Grant towards the edge of the penalty area. Goes left. He's going to take the shot. And he's gone! Yes, come on! for Joan. It was a glorious ball by Ward. Revo down the line to Taylor in the box. Taylor, ball across. Go! Yeah! was 2 0! Gets it! A lovely, well worked move from the Addicts. Ball into the box again. Again, it's a tight one. Again, it drops this time. It drops to Solly. And there! Chris Solly has equalised. <laughs> Get in there. And Charlton are back on level terms. Woo. Wow. Absolute wow. Lays it back to Toby Stevenson. Yes. And Toby Stevenson on his debut. The youngster is Toby Stevenson on his right foot. What's the goal? What's the goal? What a goal by Stevenson on his right foot. He's given a penalty. Give it a Toby. He's got to give it a Toby. Toby Stevenson to make it seven for his hat trick on his first appearance for Cholton. And he he's does! Got he's got that he trick. <laughs> he's going over the ball. It back to Georgie Lassie. Yeah. He's eight. And he's great. It's great. Three were there. So you get Athletic's biggest <laughs> ever victory. Cullen swings it in towards the six-yard box. It'll fit. Oh, he's in the rebound. The rebound is Yes! Joe Arrivo pokes it home for the attic. Lyle Taylor instead clips it towards the back post and Carlin. That's it! Yes. Come on! Carlin Grant has scored. It was a wonderful ball in from Lyle Taylor. It's be a comfortable and he might have a breakaway here as Ward oh, trying to leave it in and he's got ahead and the defence a lovely chest control. He's in the boxes again. Oh, it's a, God, God, it's a wonderful finish. Come on. By Jamie Ward. Christian Bellick and then Fosser for Carlin Grant. Go on to the great penalty area for Charlton. Can he finish? Yeah! Carlin Grant secures all three points for Charlton. That's a good ball into the box. That's a lovely goal. It was Strebo put his head there and Jason Pierce has buried it in the six-yard box to give Charlton an unlikely lead. Heads it into Taylor. Taylor cross for Ward Grant. Yeah, it's gone. Joel has scored! Colin Grant on hand to finish the goal. Lapsley ball in the box, flicked on by Taylor, might come to a Jose. Jose yes, is yeah. in for Joel to make it too! I don't know how they managed to scramble that in, but they have.
got this fight and togetherness as well, which we didn't have before. So, and, and whoever comes in and plays, like, everybody wants to win. We're all winners. And um, that don't just happen overnight, you know. That's, that's, that's hard work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.